I've been directly involved in the launch of over a dozen multi-site campuses through the churches I've led, and half of them have been in movie theaters. I'm convinced that every church leader should consider using a theater for your next campus or church plant. They're flexible, culturally relevant locations, typically in the center of the community that you're trying to reach. Regal is the only theater company with a dedicated team of full-time consultants ready to help your church launch and succeed in a movie theater. Check out Regal Theater Church church.com for more information on locations your church could use. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, hey everybody, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you've decided to tune in. Uh, you know, every week we have uh, church leaders on uh, every Thursday that are, are from a lot of different churches from around the country. And I've been looking forward to today's conversation today with Pastor Becca Reynolds. She's the next step pastor at a fantastic church, Valley Creek Church, uh, all the way from Texas. Always glad to talk to somebody in Texas. You know, that's a, that's a good thing. So a non-denominational church started in uh, 1992, led by uh, current senior pastor, John Stickle, a great guy. They have two campuses uh, and another one in the in the works in Buffalo, New York, which uh, that's an interesting, fascinating conversation just in, in and of itself. It's one of the fastest growing churches uh, in the country. Uh, Becca, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks, Rich, for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure and delight to be here. Ah, this is wonderful. So what I'd love for you to do is to start with, you know, kind of give us a sense of Valley Creek. If people were to show up this weekend, what would they experience? And then tell us about your role. I think you're the first Next Steps pastor I've bumped into. Uh, there's a lot of people that have that in their portfolio. Love that that's your, you know, your primary focus. So tell us about that. Okay, great. Well, let me tell you about Valley Creek. So uh, it is, we are right here in the in the heartbeat of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So I hope that your viewers will bear with my accent. I am a native Texan. So uh, we are just having a blast here in the area. Um, I would describe Valley Creek as on the weekend, we're a real presence-based church. So we don't do a lot of programs. We've picked a few things that we really want to focus in on and do as well as we can. And so our weekend experiences, we are trying to maximize that time. We know that time is a precious commodity for people. So we do the best we can to just create an environment where people can really encounter the presence of God. So worship is a big deal with us. Uh, Our our elements that we try to do, our media elements, we try to engage people as best as we can and just help them to really encounter God whenever they are here. So that's kind of what it would look and feel like. We're a very diverse uh, church. We have lots of different socioeconomic groups, lots of different ethnicities. And so um, that's kind of what it would look like on a weekend if you were to come to Valley Creek Church and have a lot of fun there as well. Yeah. Fantastic. It's great. It really is a great church. If you, if you haven't checked it out, they do a lot of really, really cool things. So why don't you tell us about your role? Give us a sense of, of what, what, do you, what does the Next Steps pastor do? Sure. So the Next Steps pastor, my, my title itself, it's really a combination in other churches of an executive pastor and mm-hmm. associate pastor. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just that those really aren't part of our vocabulary. And so mm-hmm. culture is really important to us. Mm-hmm. Vocabulary is really important mm-hmm. to us. So as the Next Steps pastor, I'm, I'm really just being that advocate for all of our ministries mm-hmm. to accomplish our goal. Our vision is to help people take the next step on their journey with Jesus. And mm-hmm. so really that's what I do. I'm kind of the quarterback of the team just to help make sure everybody, kids ministries, our students, 
things, adults, operations, everything behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, just helping make sure that they're all moving the ball down the field, if you will, and really taking next steps and helping people. Well, it's just a joke here. Obviously, the fact that your job title is in the vision statement of the church, I call that job security. You know, that's, <laughs> you can't cut that job. They're next. It's something like that. That's very cool. That's very cool. Um, so, Becca, why don't we talk about leadership development? I know in a fast-growing church, churches are constantly trying to think about particularly that next step as people are thinking about how do I get plugged into leading? What is it that you're doing? Give us a sense of, you know, what does that look like for uh, Valley Creek? You bet. Um, to me, leadership development is a great topic to have a good discussion around because I have never met yet, never yet met a ministry leader who says, I've got all these leaders. I don't know what to do with them, right? So it's a challenge, I think, that we're all trying yes. to journey with. So for us at Valley Creek, it really became important. We knew it was going to be an important call um, on our house, if you will. For mm -hmm. us, we believe that we're all called to make disciples. Mm -hmm. And by virtue of that, being a disciple, it means that we're created in the image of God. We have the mind of Christ. We have the Holy Spirit within us. So by virtue of that, we are leaders, mm. and that's what we're called to do. We are called to be here, to be leading and releasing the kingdom. So it's a pretty big why for us, why that was important, mm -hmm. is because it's really at the heartbeat of who we believe, that God has created all of us to be a leader. And so it's not just about getting people into the church, letting them meet Christ, being saved and serving. For us, that's where it really starts. We mm -hmm. want to see them then develop into becoming everything that God desires for them to be mm -hmm. and leading in whatever atmosphere atmosphere they're in, in their homes, in their workplaces, in their schools, in their communities. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a really big why for us because mm -hmm. it's what we believe. Mm -hmm. um, that that's what God's desire is for all of us, is to I, become a leader. Oh, I think that's great. I love that you're raising your entire church's, you know, you're asking a new question. You're asking a bigger question, which is, hey, leadership isn't just for a certain amount of roles at the church. Right. It's not just for like, you know, if you happen to have the right title at the end of your, you know, your job description, that sort of thing. It's for everyone. We're asking everyone to lead in their area of influence. At the end of the day, you know, leadership is is influence. Yeah, that, that's really cool. Now, how, what are some of the ways that you articulate that vision to people? How do you actually kind of cast that vision to uh, you know, people at the church? Well, the first how that we really looked at is mm -hmm. um, how do people hear the word leader? And here's what we discovered is that people are scared to death of that word. <laughs> That's so true. When you say, I just, I think you could be a leader. All of a sudden, just depending on what their experiences are, that what they have defined leader as, I think they begin to disqualify themselves immediately. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we realized would be important is to help them find their identity. Mm -hmm. First, to find their identity in Christ and realize that, man, we receive the grace of Jesus that gives us access to, to God's heart, and then we release our kingdom through that identity. Mm. And once they have that security and their identity and who they are in Him, then we begin to foster, it's almost a hunger and a desire that they have, they want to lead. Mm. Because they're so excited about what's happened in their journey mm -hmm. that they want to tell other people. Well, the minute that they start telling other people about what Jesus has done in their life, guess what's happening? Mm. They're leading, they're leading. Yeah. And so just helping them to really kind of change their thinking and start to realize that when we say, hey, we think you'd be a great leader, it doesn't mean that you're going to be trying to give platform communication pieces or that you're going to have 130 ushers that you have to email every week. <laughs> right. It's so not that. It right. really it's about just seeing yourself differently. And once you're able to see the identity of a leader, then man, everything just starts to flow from there. Now, how, how are you casting that vision? What does that look like? You know, what's the mechanism by which you're doing that? Is that through Sundays, through, you know, kind of, do you have like an onboarding process? What does that look like where you're, you know, you're, you're getting a chance to communicate that truth to people? 
We, we do, and uh, it's, it's one of those things where for us, leadership development doesn't come through any one means. Right. I mean, we say that leadership is in everything or it's in nothing. Mm -hmm. So we literally have um, a strategic process, if you will, that starts even with our kids' ministry. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have things in our kindergarten and our first grade rooms mm -hmm. that for those kids that, man, they're there, they're, they're following, they're tracking with us. We have different little leadership opportunities for them that they step into. Mm -hmm. We have a very um, structured program, if you will, that's for our hub students. That's our mm -hmm. student mm -hmm. ministry. And we just have different opportunities, but we talk about it in every aspect. We have a, a way that we invite people into Valley Creek. We take them through something we call the pathway. It's mm. four different steps of a class, if you will. And we begin talking about it in the very first moment that they come in. We explain mm. to them that we think God's, God has called you to carry his kingdom. Mm. He's called you to be a person of influence. For us, that's what it looks like to be a leader. So we're going to give you opportunities to develop that and to grow into that potential with everything that you have. Mm. So it literally starts from the first time that they come into the house, regardless of what age they're in or what ministry they're in. Ah, that's very cool. Yeah, the thing I love about that is, and, and I want you to lean in leaders who are listening in on this today, churches that are growing and are making an impact in their communities, um, this is core to what they do, which is constantly raising people up to make an influence, to make an impact in their in their communities. And now would you say, you know, Becca, how, what's the connection between, or how is God using this aspect of your ministry to continue to reach more people in your community? I'm assuming it's connected. You, you, would, you would see that this fact that you're raising up leaders and raising up everyone really to lead and influence, that that then ultimately is a part of what is God is using uh, to reach out in your community. It is, um, and I'll give you kind of a two-part answer to that, Rich. Yeah. The first thing is this, we, when we realized that we were asking the wrong question, mm -hmm. we were asking this question of how do we connect people? Exactly what right. you're talking about. All these people that are coming in, especially about two years ago, man, we were in a big growth spurt, and we were mm -hmm. saying, we've got all these people. How do we connect them? Mm -hmm. And we realized we're asking the wrong question. Right. The right question for us is, how do we create environments to develop Jesus-inspired leaders? Mm. Because if you have people that are they're not man-made, they're Jesus-inspired, mm. then they're going to start leading, they're going to start inviting, they're going to start engaging in all of the places that they are. Mm -hmm. Our outreach strategy is one word, I guess two words, our people. <laughs> That's yes. it. Yeah, we yeah, tell yeah. Them We've even right. tell them before big events, before Easter, before Christmas, we tell them, you are our outreach strategy. Mm -hmm. So when they're rising up, and they're leaning in to that leadership calling on their life, then that's how they're bringing people in. So that's the first kind of part of that. The other is this, we've really taken a look at the way that we conduct our gatherings. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, we're not a big, uh, we're not a church that's big on programs. Right. And we've even within the last probably 12 to 18 months, we've leaned away from these really big mega gatherings. And let mm -hmm. me tell you why. Mm -hmm. We were seeing a great response. I mean, you know, a thousand people come to a gathering but it was becoming a challenge for us to identify in those thousand people, okay, who is it that really wants to lean in mm. to their, who is it that wants to lean in on their walk? And so we're doing a little bit of a shifting and now hmm. instead of having these mega gatherings, we're having smaller gatherings, hmm. 50 to 100 people. And we're spreading it out over the course of, hey, here's an opportunity, here's something for, hey ladies, if you're, if you're looking for this, or hey guys, we're having a guys gathering, it's mm -hmm. three Tuesdays in a row, smaller settings and what that allows us to do is get to know them better mm, interesting and find out where they are on their journey and in those environments that's when we can say you know what i really see <laughs> a leadership potential in you and then after they kind of all eyes calm back down because they think i'm not a leader then we can kind of start that that dialogue with them that's and 
that's fascinating. Okay, let's put a little bit more meat on that. What are give me an example of like um, maybe an event that you've moved away from, and then pull apart what is that kind of mid-level fifty person, you know, seventy-five person. What would be an example of an event like that that you know that you've gone towards? Sure. So um, one of the things we moved away from is just this past season, this past ministry semester, we normally do just that. We do a men's or a women's gathering. Okay. Um, And so we said, let's just move away from that. And instead, we're starting some things that we're calling grow classes. Again, Mm -hmm. it's all about growing. It's Mm -hmm. all about Mm -hmm. developing. And one of them was how to hear the voice of God. Yep. And we were stunned that we had over over 80 people that came to that one uh, class, if you will. Mm-hmm. But it was held for four consecutive weeks. We did not see attrition at all. Really? We saw wow. people stick. They wow. were excited. They wanted to be there. We had them in smaller environments so they could get to know each other. It was very engaging. Mm-hmm. And then it also gave our team an opportunity at the end of that to say, hey, I really saw the way you were engaging with yes. that particular table. Mm-hmm. Can we have, let's have lunch. Let's have coffee. Can I talk to you about leader step, which mm-hmm. is whole another process that we really help people to discover what being a kingdom leader looks like. Mm-hmm. So that's one example for you. Very cool. That's great. You know, I know I've said to people over the years, the best, so the best way to develop a leader uh, is to sit across the table from them one-on-one, you know, to sp- and to good to dive deep with them. Now, the reality of it is if once your church gets over 200 people, you can't do that anymore. There's not, right. there's just, you, you have to find whales to scale up. But I think sometimes what we do is we look way too big. We look to like, well, how do I just get a hundred people in a room and just, or 200 people or 500 people in a room and just shoot at them? Well, that, you know, you can't do that. You, you, you have to right. figure out what is the smallest size group of people that's still an intelligent group size from a scale right. point of view. Uh, but it's it's small enough that people can kind of get close and ask questions and dig in. And I love that. I think that's that's fantastic. That's uh, that's great. Now, is there anything else you want to share on this? This has been amazing. You know that. Was there anything else you want to share on this before we move on with the rest of today's episode? No, I mean, like I said, I think it's just it's a great topic to discuss. Mm-hmm. By no means do we have it figured out. Uh, so I would I would appreciate any conversation with any of your viewers that man they want to dialogue about it more. We've got great things coming at Valley Creek. We have uh, two more campuses that we'll be launching soon. We've got uh, one in Louisville, one in Denton. So we're growing, and so yeah. we're just excited to see this journey as it continues to play out. So now, it's a great I, topic to discuss. I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Now, so you've got campuses that are close by, but then you do have this like remote. I kind of joked about it in the earlier. You've got Got this like Buffalo, New York campus. G- give me the, you know, the one minute on that. What what's God doing there? Tell me that story. You know, it's it's a it's too long of a story to get into of the connection. But long, <laughs> right. long, long, long story short, we have a couple of folks there that they just were watching Valley Creek online and they really? just were loving what they were hearing. God was moving. God was moving huh. in their heart. And so we said, you know what? Let's just let's see where God leads us with this. So we've uh, determined a right level of resourcing for them. We're in great communication with them. We're watching them grow, mm-hmm. and we're not exactly sure where it's going to end up, but we're really excited about what God's doing in it right now. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Well, we're going to jump into the lightning round, that part of the episode that we uh, ask similar questions to everybody that's on the episode. Super privileged, honored to have Becca Reynolds with us today from Valley Creek Church, fantastic church. You should get a chance to get to know. Um, you know, Becca, what's an online resource that you're using these days that's helping you out? Um, I would say probably two of them, Evernote mm-hmm. and Trello. Oh, and fantastic. if those two servers ever crash, I will be curled up in the fetal position. So <laughs> please send help because I rely on both of those tools a lot. Yes, Evernote. We've heard a lot about Evernote. Tell us about Trello. Tell us about the, this project management system. 
Oh man, Trello is awesome. We use it across multiple ministries and we actually rely on it weekend. We use it for our weekend services. It helps us to stay in lifetime communication with all of our campuses. Mm -hmm. um, and it also helps us enter ministry to be able to communicate everything from your facilities team to your platform team, just everything to know lifetime what's going on. It helps me. I use it in a different way just to keep track of everything that's going in multiple ministries, multiple campus locations. Great tool. Very cool. That's, uh, that's very cool. Um, what is a book you've read in the last, I don't know, maybe six months to a year that had an impact on your thinking or ministry? Okay. Um, every book has. <laughs> yes, impact. exactly. Here's what I'm reading right now. Here's what I actually have it with me. It's Jeff yes. Vanderstelt, Saturate. Yes. Great book. It's an easy book to take with you if you want to start a conversation on just good discipleship with some mm -hmm. people who maybe are early in their journey of discipleship. So loving it. Jeff, you're doing a great job with your writing. Mm -hmm. I'm in it so far. Very cool. Um, what's another ministry you look to that's kind of inspiring you? Right now, we are partnering with Doxadeo. It's a church that's in South Africa. Okay. Uh, they're on multiple places, multiple cities. And what we really love about them is we're like-minded in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. But because their culture is just very different than the mm -hmm. states, mm -hmm. uh, they, they challenge us. They keep us thinking differently. Mm -hmm. They help us to innovate. Uh, so, yeah, Doxa is a great, it's a great partner that we're learning from. That's very cool. That's great. That's a good, you know, I love that you're pursuing people outside of your immediate kind of cultural context. That's, that's very yeah. cool. If yeah. you could get 15 minutes with any leader alive, who would you want to get that with and why? Oh, it would be two people. It would be Condi Rice, first of all, because I think she's phenomenal nice. uh, in just yep. lots of different ways. We'd love to sit down and talk with her. And Jimmy Fallon. Oh, I nice. Pow, I love Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> he just looks like he has a blast. So, yes. you know, who would want to hang out with Jimmy Fallon for 15 minutes? Absolutely. <laughs> I actually, I got a chance to watch a, a shooting of the of Jimmy Fallon, like to see him actually do his show once, which was, it was about a year ago. Uh, well, I guess it was two years ago now. It was amazing. It was, a, yeah. it was an incredible experience. You know the uh, thing that was amazing about that was I just assumed that there would be like all this extra stuff that happened, but actually what you're seeing on the show is basically like they just go from one thing to the next. They take even though they pre-tape it, they don't you know they don't really have a lot of other stuff. It was interesting. It was fascinating. So, cool. anyways, that's cool. In your personal life, I know you know busy. You know doing you know a role that you're doing is is demanding. But what do you do just to relax, to kick back, you know, have some fun? Um, I don't do it as often as I like to, but mm -hmm. what my most fun thing in the world is I love to scuba dive. Scuba so I had dive. a chance, scuba dive, big diver. Cool. I had a chance uh, about a year and a half ago, we were down visiting our friends in Doxa at Cape Town and I got to go and do some, uh, some cage diving. <laughs> With great white sharks. Oh my and I'm goodness! Tell you right now, Rich, if you wonder if you know Jesus, you just see one of those things swimming by you, make eye contact, and um, oh you will be talking to the Lord real quick. But uh, wow. love to do that. Love to scuba dive. Best thing. That's crazy. That's amazing. That's so cool. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show today, Becca. If people want to get in touch with you or with the church, what's the best way for them to do that? ValleyCreek.org. Everything goes right there. So you can find all of our different staff, lots of ways to contact us. We would love, we're always looking for people to learn from and to partner with. So man, would love to learn from any of your viewing audience. Thank you so much. Thanks for being on the show today. You bet. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com. It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.